Welcome to Rise and Thrive Conversations for Greatness. I'm your host, John Mercus, here to fuel your journey towards personal growth, motivation, and inspiration. In today's episode, I'll teach you how to remember anything as we delve into the art of memory and empowerment. This skill will transform the way you learn and retain information. Be ready for an interactive experience, so when I prompt you to repeat after me, or I prompt the audience to do that, join in, wherever you are, in the car, at home, on the toilet, wherever. Uh, It's going to be great. Notice how the second repetition boosts the audience confidence, and it will do the same for you. To our global listeners, a quick cultural note here, getting blue in Australian slang refers to adult themes. You might hear me say, oh, I nearly got blue there. That's, uh, that's what I mean by that. Today's podcast includes a segment from my live happiness and empowerment training. If you're intrigued and you want to dive deeper, reach out via email for a personal or virtual session. Let's journey together towards greater success and personal growth. Here we go. Oh wow! Thanks very much, everyone. That's great. What a great, what a great welcome. Thanks everyone for being here and giving me the opportunity of doing something that I love doing. One of the greatest joys that I have in life is being in front of groups of people and being able to make a difference. And that's what I'm committed to today. And that's what I want to let you know. And then I will be giving you my all. And I know that just by sitting here on the seats that you're sitting in now that you're the kind of people that are willing to learn and hear new information. And for that, you're to be congratulated. So for those who don't know me, my name's John Merkus. I'm the CIO, the Chief Inspirational Officer of uh, Fluid Reality. And Fluid Reality is a company that is committed to sharing and empowering others to fulfill their dreams and goals. So it's just an amazing journey that I've been on since I started. And uh, as I said, this is what I love to do. I get the greatest joy out of doing this. For me, it's not work. It's just an adventure and it's just so much fun. So much fun. So today we're going to learn about visual stacking. So visual stacking is a technique where you'll be able to remember and easily remember things like a presentation, anything that you need a sequence of things to remember, this technique is going to allow you to do that. Does that sound like it would be of interest to anyone? Excellent. But first, a story. I was a very curious kind of fellow when I was younger, and I still am. And I was curious about a number of things, and one of the things I was curious about was music. I, at seven years old, I had a brother that was ten years older than me, and luckily for me, He loved music too, and he had an awesome stereo and a huge vinyl record collection. So I used to sneak in there, and uh, because I was so curious about his vinyl and what he had and the different styles of music, so I'd put it in there. And the reason I'd sneak in there was because his stereo was so good, I wasn't allowed to touch it. (laughs) So I'd listen to his music, and I loved it, and I was really curious about how to play music. I thought maybe one day, one day, would I be able to do this? So as I um, progressed, I also got a record collection and loved music. And then when I went to high school, I got the opportunity to choose an instrument. And I always loved the drums. 
So I picked the drums. So how good is this? I'm getting a weekly lesson on the drums, part of the school band for like five years, and it was fantastic. It was awesome. I really loved it. Had my own drum kit, had sessions with people, and it was just great. Then something happened, and I had to sell the drum kit. No problems. Then, after a few years, I thought, mm, I just sort of like ditched my music. And I really like music. And I never thought I could play. And I was so curious to know what else I could do with it. So I thought, OK, I'll learn the bass guitar. That's kind of close the rhythm section, all that kind of stuff. So I learned the bass guitar. And I enjoyed that, but, you know, standing around doing this just wasn't kind of my thing. <laughs> After, you know, you've been banging on the drums and going like that. So it was good, and I learned more about music. Obviously, when you're learning the bass, you need to know notes and scales and things like that that you don't need to know when you're, when you're playing the drums. And just a drummer's joke, how do you know when the stage is level? There's dribble coming out of both sides of the drummer's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had the opportunity to learn the acoustic guitar. And it took me a couple of goes, right? But I was really curious as well as excited to learn more. And I didn't get it straight away, but I kept doing it and I kept practicing and I started to play stuff for the first time that really sounded like music. Drums is okay, bass is okay, but when you pick up an acoustic guitar and start playing chords, maybe even singing a little bit, it really sounds like music. So for the first time, my curiosity became even more rampant because it actually sounded like music. So I learned a few chords and I just played and played and played and played and I was just like spinning out going, oh my God, I am playing music. So that led me to put some chords to some of the writings that I'd done because I like to write a bit here and there and I've written bits and pieces and so I put some chords to some of the writings that I've done. So I had about five or six songs. And um, I thought, oh my God, Mikey, my bass teacher, he's got a home studio. So I rang up Mikey and I said, Mikey, I've got some songs, how about we put them down? And he said, absolutely fantastic, I'd love to do that. So over the course of 18 months, I put together a five track EP. Mikey played the bass, um, I played a bit of guitar, my friend James played guitar, I sang on it, and then we, um, Pardon me. Then we sent that away and got drums put on it, kick-ass drums, which was awesome. And then uh, we rehearsed, and then we were going to do the launch of the CD. And I'm thinking, all this came out of my curiosity about music and then my, my passion and excitement about what was possible. And now I've got this CD. So I'm thinking, OK, I've got to launch this. So. I go around Melbourne town and I find a rock and roll pub and I'm going to play at this rock and roll pub. And the night comes and there's plenty of people in the audience and everyone's clapping and I walk on stage and I'm just about to start playing. And that reminds me of the time when I also had a dream and some curiosity when I wanted to learn karate. I'd always seen karate like those ninja movies and things like that. And I thought, wow, what would it be like to actually, you know, pull off some of those moves? So I learned karate. And over the course of the first year, I put in a lot of effort because I was so curious to find out 
what was possible. So I put in effort and I put in effort and I put in effort. And then I had a grading to go to after one year. And I, did, I had an extra tutor from a brown belt. I did extra fitness training. I did as much as I possibly could to be the best that I could be at this particular grading. Are you with me? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so we do the grading. And it was one of the most intense experiences physically that I've ever had. It was really hard. But I loved it and I was prepared, so it was okay. Then we had the presentation night, and this is where they announce who is going to get what belt. So I was on a white belt when I started. The next belt up was blue. Yeah, this is in a style called Kyokushin Karate. And the next uh, belt was blue, and then the one after that was yellow. So we're sitting there, and they're announcing the, the, all the blue belts. Because like there was other white belts that did the grading too. And they didn't call my name. So now let's talk about visual stacking. So you, I'm going to teach you this technique so you're going to be able to remember things easily through stories. We're telling stories all the time. And it's funny, the more bizarre and interesting the story, the more easily it's able to be remembered, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. So, who would like to know about visual stacking and storytelling? Yes! Alright, okay. So, here's one. I'm walking down the street and I see a brass plaque with the word name on it. It's attached to a white Victorian house with pink polka dots all over it. I look into the window and I see a family sitting by the fireplace. Up through the chimney is a broom handle. Poking out of the chimney is the broom handle and there's a yellow worker's glove sticking out on top of the broom handle. A gigantic tennis racket is being held by this worker's glove and piercing the strings is a 747 jumbo jet. Now, let me tell you what that was all about. And by the end, you're going to be able to recall and say what I just said. So, that's a story. It's a bit bizarre. It's a bit out of the ordinary. <laughs> and that's a story that allows and can facilitate conversation. So, brass plaque with the word name. What's your name? Victorian house, white polka dots. Attention, attention. This is a test. Warning to the communication system. That's alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's about to start. He's about to do the alarm. I'll keep you going. So, enjoying it so far? Yeah. We might have to leave the building though. Did he say he was going to do the alarm? Yeah. Let's rewind, get back into the zone. So remember, we're talking about that story that I, that I said. I'm going to recap as to why that story can help you when you're having conversations with people. And this is just an example to show you the story, remembering a sequence of things, and you can apply this to many, many places <laughs> and areas in your life. So, walking down the street, 
seeing the plaque name. So what's your name? Seeing the Victorian house with the pink polka dots. Where do you live? What sort of place do you live in? Peering through the window, looking at the family. Do you have any family? Do you have any kids? The worker's glove on top of the broom pole. What kind of work do you do? The tennis racket. Do you like playing sport? Have you got any interest in sport? And the jumbo jet. Do you like to travel? Have you been on holidays? That kind of thing. So you can see in that story that it gives you a plethora of things to be able to remember when you're in a conversation with somebody. So there's an example of visual stacking. So can you see with some of the, some of the maybe the presentations or things that you need to do that maybe making up a story like that could be useful to you? Yeah. And one of the keys is to make it as bizarre as possible because that will help you to remember it. Now, the one I just told was not even like borderline bizarre, but it did have the pink polka dots and a bit of like, what's the broom pole thing doing in the thing and what's with the worker's glove and how can a 747 be in a tennis racket, things like that. Another, another key is, and it depends on, on how you go, but like we said that uh, being a little bit bizarre and for some, it also works to get a bit blue, to get a little bit raunchy in there. Because you'll remember it. We're human beings that will remember it. So that's visual stacking, okay? So now we, I'm going to, we're all going to recall that story together, okay? So what I want you to do is just repeat after me in the first time, and then we'll repeat it all together as a group, and then we'll do it in a pair. Pair, yeah, we'll do it in a pair. And... Um, so by the end of that session, you'll be able to any time recall that story and maybe you want to use it next time you're in conversation. Mm. So, I'm walking down the street. I'm walking down the street. I see a brass plaque with the word name on it. I see a brass plaque with the word name on it. It's attached to a Victorian house that's white with pink polka dots. I peer into the window and see a family. Up the fireplace is a broom handle. Up the fireplace is a broom handle. With a yellow worker's glove on the end. With a yellow worker's glove on the end. The glove is holding a gigantic tennis racket. The glove is holding a gigantic tennis racket. And piercing the strings is a 747 jumbo jet. And piercing the strings is a 747 jumbo jet. Excellent. All right. Now, as you can see, you might you don't necessarily have to do it verbatim word for word, you know, as long as you get those concepts in there. So Let's try and give it a go as a group at the same time before we do the, the, the pair share, right? So, oh, so yeah, any questions? No? Okay. Are you enjoying this? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, here we go. I'm walking down the street and I see a brass plaque with the word name on it. It's attached to a white Victorian house 
with pink polka dots on it. I peer through the window and see a family sitting by a fireplace. There's a broom handle in the fireplace with a yellow worker's glove attached. Holding a giant tennis racket, piercing the strings is a 747 jumbo jet. Oh, give yourselves a hand. So what I'd like you to do now is stand up, please. And we'll do it in pairs. So you're a pair, 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 and I'll do it with you, Cheryl. So everybody put your hands up like this and give the person, not yet, in a moment, give the person a double high five saying, I've got a beautiful, in a moment, say, I've got a beautiful mind and so do I. I've got a beautiful mind and so do I. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now pick an, pick an A and a B. Okay, so all A's put your hand up. Point to B and say, you're going first. You're going first. <laughs> Excellent. So now in your own time, just repeat that story. And then you, you do it and then swap and the other person so you both get a chance to do it together. Ready, steady, spaghetti. I'm walking down the street and I see glass, a plaque with a word name, with a word name on it. It's attached to a Now, guys, let's have a bit of a bit of uh, feedback here. How was that for you? Hello. What comments, questions? We uh, just don't understand the rules. We sort of send how. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Any other questions, comments? It's quite good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's Easy. Yep. talking about here recall especially if you've got a you know you could use this method in a two-day presentation and not have to look at your notes in terms of what comes next mm. now that's that's exciting as, as a speaker but what I find fascinating about recall is it's kind of like the more you're given to remember the easier it is to recall because mm. if we just said name house family da 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 it's sort of like that's not as easy to recall as if we make up this big long story about a pink polka dotted house and a, and a worker's glove, you know, up a chimney. So um, that's what I find fascinating about, about recall is that as human beings, when we're given more to remember and we can associate it and it's personal, like that one, that one is kind of uh, like a basic easy example. But let's say you were doing a, um, a communications course and you had you know, five or six modules in that course, you could make up a scenario for each of those modules. You know, for me, like it could be you know, just, just like totally bizarre off the chart, that story. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that, because I almost got a bit blue. <laughs> so you found that interesting? You enjoyed that? Excellent. Now you've got it forever. You'll always have it. I learnt that story last year, and I can remember that story all the time, very easily. And you'll find the same 
that you'll be able to remember that story every, every time that you need to and use that technique in your trainings that you do. So they didn't call out my name and I thought, man, I didn't, I'm going to be stuck on the white belt. I didn't, I didn't even, all that work I put in and I didn't make the grade. And then they read out the people that got the yellow belts and they called my name. And I ran up to the stage and everyone was clapping because I had a lot of friends in the club and they knew the hard work that I put in. So I put in the hard work and I was so curious and excited to know more that I didn't just go up one belt, I went up two belts. And that taught me a vital lesson. Like there's a difference between knowing and doing and knowing and experiencing. And I experienced putting in the hard yards getting rewarded for my hard work that I enjoy doing. And so I'm on the stage, I'm about to play my first song to a live audience on my CD launch. And then we kicked the first song and we rocked the house out and it was so fantastic. It was one of the nights of my life and at the end we played a couple of covers in there and at the end we played Wild Thing, You Make My Heart Sing and everyone was going nuts and, and the crowd was applauding at the end and I got to do something that I wanted to do since I was seven years old listening to my brother's records. I was on the stage with my band. We just rocked the house out in one of the best live band, live band venues in Melbourne and I got to say, thank you and good night. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> the question was about remembering someone's answers, making up a story about that. Yeah. Well, has anyone ever seen these uh, kind of entertainers, and they're almost like magicians, where they'll get a stack of cards and they'll turn them over, they'll be shuffled, they'll turn them over, look at them really quickly, and then they'll give the cards to the other person and they'll be able to tell them exactly what cards are coming up. Mm. Yeah. So that's a visual stacking technique. Now these people that do that have trained their mind um, and, pardon me, and practiced a lot because they can look at a, a card and make up a story like in like that second. So it's like, I don't know, jack of clubs. There's a, there's a knight on a horse holding a club. Two of diamonds, bought my girlfriend two diamonds. You know, eight of hearts, you know, eight hearts flying around their head, whatever. Mm. But they're so good and quick at doing it and they've trained their mind so much that, they, that they're that good. And that's the thing with memory uh, techniques. It's about practice, training your mind. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Excellent. Any other questions? No. Great. Thanks for joining us on Rise and Thrive, Conversations for Greatness with John Merkus. Remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and you do matter. Embrace the journey of personal growth and motivation. Let's go out there and do something great. Follow or subscribe for more insights and inspiration every Tuesday. Until next time, stay awesome.